I was really considering this. I actually took, uh, we call it my first corporate retreat. It was me in a cabin up North alone, like a little <laughs> mini cabin. I love and I, that. <laughs> and I took, I took the business books that I wanted to read. I downloaded podcasts for the drive up, listening to how I built this on the way. It's full on business mode. I had car, you know, my big tag board and my things. I was going to create a vision board and read and be in solace and all those things. Um, but it was like, you know, I'm just trying to speak to, I guess, the discovery of just soaking it in and coming to a place where it, the signs kept pointing towards me being more and more attached to this idea. So by the time I did take the leap, it didn't feel so daunting. Welcome to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. Anne and Courtney are passionate business owners and mothers who are here to help you transition into a career that allows you to work on your own terms and build your own balanced lifestyle. Whether you've already started your own business or are looking to create a path to get there, we're here to give you the resources, tools, encouragement, and community to support you along your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. I'm Courtney Galster here with my co-host, Ann Canoodala. And today we have a special guest, Dana Hageman, who is going to share her journey to PR entrepreneurship. Welcome, Dana. Uh, welcome. Nice to be here. We're we are excited so excited to have you. So tell I'm us excited a to bit. be here. Yeah, I, I'm nervous, but I think you two will be nice to me. So that's good. <laughs> we are nice. And we um, we try to ask not too crazy of questions. Yeah. Wow. And you know, I have a background in journalism, so I'm used to asking other people the questions comfortable with that. I have the tables turned today, so this will be interesting. Well, I think it'll be, it won't be too painful. I promise. Okay. Perfect. So tell us before we dive into your story, tell us a little bit about the business that you have and what your life looks like. Yeah. Um, just nine months into starting my own business. Uh, but a lot has happened and listening to some of your past episodes talking about like how, when, how, when you begin that business, that it starts to look different as you start to learn more about yourself and what clients need and you're, you're finding that, that fit. Uh, so what I started was thinking I'd do more traditional PR, uh, helping with messaging and then reaching out to media contacts to secure press coverage. And while I'm still doing that, um, also found that people also really appreciate consultation to help their teams achieve some of those goals. So thinking uh, more about helping in house marketing teams or people who have, you know, really talented PR folks uh, in their organizations, but just need a little boost up. So I'm still kind of figuring out like exactly what it is I'm doing and want to do for additional clients. But right now it's working. I'm trying all the things. I love that. And we have talked about that before. Uh, When you first get started, you kind of have to just say yes to a little bit of everything to figure out, okay, what does work? What do I like doing? And what, what can I do consistently that isn't going to reinvent the wheel every single time, but in those beginning stages, like it's okay to say yes to everything. And I, I've really resonated with the word evolve instead of, I think the pandemic took pivot away from me. You know, pivot became a word that everyone was using and Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. I think it's, we let our businesses evolve. And so I love that even just within nine months, you're seeing that evolution process and that you're comfortable with it. Yeah. Because each piece of that evolution, I'm learning a bit more and just refining what it is I want to do and don't want to do. 
and like what I can create a system around where I can grow. So it's a learning process and I'm actually making money while learning and figuring that out. So it's all working well uh, on this, you know, 10 month journey so far, nine month journey. I love that. So tell us a little bit about your background. Like, did you start out in PR? Did you start out? Did you go to school for PR? How did you kind of dive into that world as your job? Right. So like a lot of PRs, I first had a background in journalism, specifically broadcast journalism. So I went to the University of Minnesota, really wanted to be in storytelling within TV news, decided to be a reporter uh, up in Duluth, Minnesota, and really enjoyed that because I've always been someone who asks questions. From a young age, I was just always asking questions. So when my dad knew that I was going into journalism, he's like, great bug someone else with your questions, <laughs> you know? And so the, I made a living doing that. Well, you know, not great. Let's be honest. Journalism's not, not that kind to starting journalists, but it was fun. I, I got by and uh, loved what I was doing. Uh, but as um, I went into my second role uh, as a reporter in Springfield, Missouri, my husband and I were about two years into our marriage and starting to think like, do we want to be moving around the country and jump? Like, are we going to really fully dive into this sort of life and decided that home is the Twin Cities where our whole family is and our priorities just changed. So we moved back here. And once we found out we were having our first child, we now have two, a five and a three-year-old. I took a step back to reevaluate what I want to do. And that led me into newsroom consulting for a bit, uh, helping newsrooms make some strategic content decisions and talking about, you know, how to resonate with their audiences. And then into the PR agency world before eventually deciding I have too many questions that I want to answer and I want to do that under my own terms. I love that your entire career. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't always feel that I know it doesn't always feel this way at the time, but your entire career has been an evolution. And it's like, you've, even though you haven't always been working for yourself, you've kind of taken a lot of leaps to trust yourself and to trust your gut to go after what that next phase of life looks like for you. Totally. And I didn't realize it until the recent past couple of years that I grew up with. um, My dad raised me and he was he's been an entrepreneur since he was 19 years old. And so I always saw someone who he's just a one man shop uh, was doing his own work on his own timeline. Did he need to pick me up from school? Okay, he can do that. So I always had that kind of idea in the back of my head that it's possible, but didn't apply it to me until much later on. So in a way it was a natural transition. I had good cheerleaders around me. Uh, but yeah, it's been an evolution. Like I've, I'm okay with saying this isn't a right fit. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. Like I'm going to be good to the people I'm with. I'm not just like, bye, don't, (laughs) don't care about you, you know? Uh, but if something's not a right fit and it's not, you know, satisfying you and you feel like you have more to give in another way, like let's move on. Let's be, let's be good to people, but, but move on. Well, and I think sometimes that's the hardest thing, right? It's being able to make change. It's being able to, like you said, say goodbye to one thing because you think another opportunity is a better fit. And I think a lot of people get stuck there where they're unable to make that transition because they don't know what the next move is going to look like. Absolutely. And I feel like motherhood, parenthood uh, changed that for me. Whereas before it was like, I could focus on the career and what the career moves are. But then when you start thinking about, you know, for example, oh, today I spent nearly two hours in the car to drive to an office where I didn't actually work physically with anyone. And does that make sense to me? Like, I'm just questioning things and the, the, what I'm giving up as a result of that matters a lot more. My time with kids is a lot different than just 
no offense, husband, time with husband, you know, it's just, it means more. It matters more. You just start to think a little more deeply and, and question, question everything, I guess, you know? I think that, yeah, that's true. And and I think as you're, as you begin to journey down the road to parenthood, your priorities change. And as your kids get bigger, your priorities change. We were just talking about that before we jumped on the call, just how, you know, things happen and they change, you know, your kids get older and their needs change. And so how you are there for them as a parent changes, which changes what you think about your career balance. And like, even just, you know, things happen in life and make you constantly kind of reevaluate where you're going and what does that even mean to you? And are you doing the things you want to be doing? Are you happy doing the things that you want to be doing? And so many people get stuck with, well, this is the life I chose, or this is the path I chose. And we have to continue down that path. And I personally think some of that comes from our parents' mm-hmm. generation, especially, you know, my parents are boomers. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I assume you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> are the same. same. Yeah. <laughs> and they picked a career and they stayed in that career for the rest of their lives. And today you don't have to do that. And so it's kind of changing that mindset for yourself that just because you're doing something now doesn't mean that needs to be what you're doing in six months or six years. Absolutely. And yeah, totally. I was just thinking uh, my father-in-law was like, oh, you, you've been there about a year. I guess that's a millennials, you know, stint in the workforce today. La ha ha ha. Cause he, st- he stays decades, you know, and that, you know, they can laugh and whatnot, but I also, you know, kudos to the people who take a jump when something isn't right. Like I said, you got to be good to people. You don't want to up and leave them and just be, you know, someone who's not reliable and jumps around every month, but you know, why stay for two years? So many people say, Oh, well, if I get to the two year mark, it'll be, it'll be a good time. It's like, well, why, you know? Yeah. Honestly, Dana, I would love to hear too, because we were talking about this a little bit before we jumped on how you made the jump from, you know, kind of leave, leaving the nine to five traditional nine to five and taking this on, I really like your mindset around that about, I think a lot of people struggle. Well, when is the right time for me? And they see this dream of, you know, I want to be in business for myself and I want to take on freelance or consulting work. I don't, I don't even know when I'm able to make that leap. And so I think you really put a good mindset perspective around that. And I'd love you to share that with everyone. Yeah. Well, I think it started by having the right people in my corner who believed in me and pushed that because I'm often one who wouldn't want to take that risk. It feel, it felt a little um, selfish, you know, in my mind, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to give up money and, and go do this thing where I can, you know, go to target in the middle of the day. What's he going to think of that? But my <laughs> husband, <laughs> he's in marketing as well. And we would often have ideas and, and bounce ideas off each other, just business wise and our day-to-day work and whatnot. And I would sometimes have frustrations with the pain points I was experiencing where I wanted to discover or do more. And he would say, you should just start your own business. I'm like, ah, ha, 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 you know, and that kept coming up. And eventually he was like, I'm serious. You would be good at this. Um, And then it took conversations with people who, you know, aren't, I tell them, you know, like legally required to say that to me, to be really kind (laughs) to me, you know, friends and, and whatnot, other people who have started businesses. And a friend said, yes, you should absolutely do that. I've never met someone who's as curious as you, you know, gave me that boost that it was like, okay, it's not just, it's not just my husband saying it. I'm sensing this at work. Um, I'm reading books that say X, Y, Z. Oh my gosh, that sounds like me, you know, and just realizing like, why can't I do that? This, you know, out there, everyone's taking a risk. Like, why can't that person be me? 
You you talked a little bit about books before we jumped on. What are some of the books that made the biggest impact for you in deciding to make the leap? Yeah. So in when I was working in PR uh, at an agency, a client was actually talking a lot about their entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey and mentioned the e-myth several times. I'm like, e-myth? Is that like electronic myth? Like, is this pre-email? Are they talking about why the internet's not real? And I'm like, I, I didn't give it much. But that kept coming up when I was reading about business books because I was like, I got to read and do all the things. And I read it and it's just like kind of this like business Bible, this book that, you know, people keep looking to. And I get it because it just talks about what makes a good entrepreneur, what makes a good business structure and really like the life behind a business to help you decide whether, you know, that are you a, they they basically say, are you a technician who wants to just do work and doesn't want to adhere to someone? Or do you want to build something? Are you curious? And that gives you life and you're willing to like take on all these other roles. And I was like, yes, all of that excited me. Um, And in a previous episode, you all talked about your why. And in that book, they talk about their primary, your primary aim. And so it's like a lot of similarities. I'm like, what is my primary aim? You know, what do I value? What do I want? And how does that relate to business? And to me, I've always felt, especially after having kids, we spend 40 plus hours maybe working. It's, it's got to be something that gives you life where you feel valued. To me, it has to be something bigger than just putting in the work and closing down the laptop. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially when you're in business for yourself and you are taking on those challenges where, let's be honest, I think every entrepreneur second guesses what they're doing at least like once a month. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> and just making like, you know, is this the right path? You have to be able to one, come back to that. Why? And mm-hmm. that is really going to define, yes, I'm making the right choice because this is why, but two, doing something that lights you up, doing something mm-hmm. that has helps you drive forward and really be passionate in what you're doing. And, and that can look different for everyone. I think that's like the really neat part about it is that you know, for some people, maybe they're not passionate about what they actually do, but they're passionate about the flexibility that it gives them. And so, you know, I think you have to understand what is best for you and what helps drive you to just continue to move forward. Absolutely. And I guess it was just like a big discovery phase that had to take place for me to just like, I'm a, you know, I like to read nonfiction books. So business books were no big deal to me to read, just absorb as much as I could and see kind of sounds cheesy, but like where my soul led me, you know, is this speaking to me? Does this sound daunting? Is this, is this boring me? Uh, and all of those things. I'm like, no, I'm taking notes. And when I was really considering this, I actually took, uh, we call it my first corporate retreat. It was me in a cabin up North alone, like a little <laughs> mini cabin. I love and I, that. <laughs> and I took I took the business books that I wanted to read. I downloaded podcasts for the drive up, listening to how I built this on the way. It's full on business mode. I had, car, you know, my big tag board and my things. I was going to create a vision board and read and be in solace and all those things. Um, but it was like, you know, I'm just trying to speak to, I guess, the discovery of just soaking it in and coming to a place where it, the signs kept pointing towards me being more and more attached to this idea. So by the time I did take the leap, it didn't feel so daunting. I love that. I love that so much. And can I be invited next time? <laughs> you know, it did fit two people. It's like a little mini cabin with a bed and it, up in uh, Cuyuna area oh, of Minnesota. Yeah. It was gorgeous. I, I, was, I talked to friends about, they're like, if you're going on a podcast, tell them about your cabin trip. 
Because that was super weird. And I'm like, you know what? I think it's so super cool. weird. I want to go. <laughs> I'm on board. Let's get one of these scheduled. <laughs> I think that everyone should do that because it sounds like the perfect place to, dis- especially if you're a, a parent, uh-huh. disconnect from your kids for a couple of days, disconnect from everything else and just focus on building what you want to build. Yeah. And just letting your mind run wherever it's going to run. And especially if you have kids or a busy life for other reasons to actually have to sit in your own thoughts for two full days is kind of crazy. And with COVID, you know, you're, you've been at home all the time, like being out of your house is a thing. So yeah, it was an interesting experience. Well, and I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we get so caught up in the day to day and we get caught up in our business that we don't spend the time to really evaluate those things and make sure that we're, you know, staying true to our why and finding what fills our soul. Like that's not cheesy at all. I am Mm -hmm. here for that. I was actually trying to find, um, and I couldn't this book that is, uh, I'll try to find it so we can put it in the show notes, but it's a, it's a book all around setting goals based on emotion. Mm. So instead of saying, you know, okay, I want to make a six figure income. Well, why? Like, what is the emotion behind that? And why do I, like, what fulfillment will that give me? And how to set goals based on emotion? And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Absolutely. And, you know, I think different personalities are different. When I talk about this building a business world, sometimes I feel like everyone should do it. And then I have to step back and go, some people's goals are different. Some people really do get life from going to a workplace where they're valued and they're treated well and and they have their benefits and, you know, and that works for them and that's great. But for someone like me who was always asking questions and wanting a little bit more and to discover and to, um, you know, look into this thing that interests me, it all kind of pointed towards that that way of um, business really give, giving me energy, my work giving me energy and needing a little bit more to satisfy like that desire that's that I feel like is a part of kind of the way my brain works, if that makes any yeah. sense. No, that makes that makes exact sense. And I think that's really why Courtney and I started this podcast is because, you know, for us having this lifestyle is how we find balance mm-hmm. and it's how we make time for our kids around our work in a way that makes sense for us. That doesn't mean that if you're in a nine to five and you have a W2 job, that that's wrong or mm-hmm. that that doesn't give you balance or that you're not a good parent. I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to say any of that at all, but I think that there's so many people that want to have more flexibility that can't, and mm-hmm. they they're just not sure how to go about and do that. And that's really why Courtney and I started this podcast was to help people that wanted to be successful in this lifestyle move Mm -hmm. forward and make that leap. And it doesn't have to be a business. You don't have to grow a business with employees. It can, it can be that, or it can be consulting work or freelance work or finding other ways to create passive income for yourself that allow you to step into the life you want. It's more about, I mean, and a lot of what we talk about is about finding that balance with your career, but it's really about finding that balance with life and letting your career kind of be the engine behind that. And you've mm-hmm. really, you've really done that. I feel like we're like throwing compliments at you. Are we, oh, oh, oh yeah. It's one like one over the other. And I don't, it's want okay. It to, we can make this a long episode. If I, I, you know, <laughs> doing. I mean, I don't want it to sound like, oh my gosh, we just, you know, like, and we want to pump, pump people up too. But I find it so impressive that in nine months you 
you were very systematic with how you made the leap with the planning process and understanding if it was the right fit for you and then kind of diving in. But what happened after you took the leap? Right. So for me, I just have, do have to recognize that I did have a, a privilege to be able to, you know, financially look at the budget. Where can we move? And I made, you know, goals of what do I need to make by X where, you know, digging into savings through how long and are we okay with that? So like we digested that. And I started in the month of May and I said, you know, I'm going to look at summer as more networking. We called it hashtag summer of dreams. But um, oh my, my gosh, gosh. That. this is, yeah. this is just, like the dream journey. I know. I'm very fortunate that I had people supporting me. They would, they would, you know, send me a text, how summer dreams going, because my goal was to volunteer for organizations and get a portfolio of unique work that I that was outside of my skill set, so that I could build a portfolio connections and say, because ultimately I would really love to work with nonprofits and mission backed startups, like people who are just energized and doing really cool work um, with the areas I'm passionate about. So I figure what better way to do that than to go on some volunteer boards and work for some nonprofits. Um, but my first nonprofit um, volunteer gig, they're like, well, actually we have a budget. I'm like, well, that that's great. So then we can actually do this and, and go a little bit bigger on this. And uh, it led to my recurring client that I'm working with still today. And it's been a great experience. And, um, you know, it, people will ask like, what's the best way to get people? And I believe in networking and, and, and all that very much, but this, uh, volunteer board in this instance, it was just a crazy good, uh, fit that kind of propelled me and made me realize early on that it could work. Um, so if someone is jumping in, I think if you have the space to, to volunteer, you know, definitely set a boundary around that. Cause I think that can become a big hairy thing and you're doing a lot of hours and whatnot, but thinking like, what product do you want to share coming out of this? Make sure you're able to share it on your website or wherever it may be, because you will get something out of it at the very least learning about the people you want to work with or the work you want to do. That was just my story. And I know for some other people, it's like, okay, I'm going to have to be, you know, doing another job on the side to make that money. And that was a possibility too, because in my past, I've also, um, when kiddos were born, I mentioned I took a break, I was serving and, you know, that, that was a great, you know, flexible job where I, if now you know, I want to do my business. I could maybe, you know, looking for those opportunities to make a little bit of side, side yeah. cash while you're building it and whatnot. So that was in the back of my mind as a possibility as well. It just happens to be, I didn't have to go that route. Well, and I love what you said before we hopped on and started recording about, you know, someone told you if you, if you took this risk and you left your job and you, and you tried what's the worst that could happen? And I think that's a really powerful mindset shift. And if you're someone right now who is in the grind of the nine to five, and it's not where you want to be, and you want to try this route again, what's the worst that could happen? So you make the commitment of, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go head down for the next four, four to six months. You know, maybe you give yourself a timeline. Maybe you give yourself a budget. If it doesn't work out, there are jobs out there right now by, I mean, mm-hmm, the job market mm-hmm. is insane right now. And so it's who's to say that you can't go back in six months and get another full-time job if it's not, if it doesn't work for you. It, that's, that's kind of where I, I had to be told that, you know, I, I didn't even realize that was a possibility. It's so obvious that I didn't, I didn't <laughs> see it though. I felt like once I do this, I'm doing this and Perhaps not even so much, will I have to jump back into a full-time job, but will I embarrass myself? I had to get over that, that I might put myself out there 
And I'm not a shy person, but when it comes to, you know, building a business, that seems like a different level of vulnerability to put out there and say, I'm trying this thing. And then what if they see I try and then I gave up and they think I'm wishy-washy and don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, all of these fears circle through my head, but from a stability standpoint, knowing that say you give it a try for six months or a year, you set that benchmark and know that, Hey, at the very least, I tell this next employer that I apply to um, that I, I started a business. I think some people might think that's really uh, cool. You know, they might see the skill set and know that to take on an entrepreneurial journey is a big deal and see that as value. So knowing that it's not the end all be all if it doesn't work and it might not work the first time, it might take a few iterations, but that there's a lot of paths you can take once you start it and it doesn't have to work out right away. So tell us a little bit about the concept of reimagining life during COVID. Yeah, I know I told you that COVID was a big time for me to have my, I don't know, epiphany and and all of these things. But I think going into parenthood is one epiphany. You start looking at things differently. Mm -hmm. And then COVID happens and you start to see some companies and, and workplaces shifting and some not so much or saying they are like family friendly, but not really. So I think that you know, my generation, if you were to lump me into millennials or whatever it may be, with COVID, it started to be this reimagining of of asking questions, I guess, and saying, why is the status quo that I go into the office, especially if I'm not meeting with people, if it doesn't add to my productivity? And in fact, after I've been working at home for six months, you'll see that my productivity went up because I don't have to drive. I don't have to get ready to that level. I don't have to leave extra early to do daycare pickup and all of these things. And then with companies maybe pushing back and saying, well, we're going to go back to the office or we need your camera on at all at all times and thinking, but, but why? And we've been okay with asking why. And I think that's also why we're seeing people, you know, they say the, the big quit or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And I think it goes back to what we're saying about just in general, if it's not feeding your soul, if it's not working for you and you see a better way, then go that better way. Um, and so during COVID and all of that, seeing, seeing all of these things kind of converge along with my day-to-day tactical work and wanting to learn more and do more, it's like, why not? You know, why can't I make that jump? Yes, it's crazy, but the world is crazy right now. So um, I feel like I joined a big kind of awakening, if you will, of a lot of other people that are like, this isn't working for me, but finding something else that does. I could have this conversation, honestly, all day long. And (laughs) this is really what sparked Courtney and I, again, to move forward with this podcast because Courtney and I were doing this pre-pandemic. So we were, we had the title work at home mom before everyone Mm -hmm. had to have the title, whether they wanted to or not, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's interesting because exactly what you said, I think that some people didn't even understand that that was an option at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I specifically remember this conversation that I had with someone and she was, she was older than me and her kids were probably in their, you know, they were teens. And she said, I actually, I won't go back. If they Mm asked me to come back, she's like, I don't think now knowing and understanding Mm -hmm. how I can fit into my kid's life, the way that I do and still get my job done. I couldn't go back to the way that it was before. Mm-hmm. And I you got a taste that, of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think that, you know, I, I think I said this in maybe one of the first episodes, but if there's anything good that came out of the pandemic, it's that we can under that, you know, as a society, we're starting to understand that flexibility. And I think it is a, a little bit 
more relatable as a parent. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to take that away from anyone who isn't a parent, because I think Mm -hmm. that you can still have priorities that Trump work all of the time. Right. Mm -hmm. But as a parent, especially where you want to be there for your kids in the morning, and maybe when they get off the bus in the afternoon, you can do that Mm -hmm. and still be successful in your career. Yeah. And I know friends that don't have kids and have found flexibility uh, by doing this. And then they go coach like a soccer team or a football team because things start early, like whatever your passion is that you've been held up by doing um, from doing, you know, how can your job shift, whether that's, you know, a part-time job, you know, whatever that may be, but thinking like, this is something I really want to do. And how do I make that happen? So for parents that might be, you know, picking them up from school or being there when the bus drops them off. And for other people, it might just be, you know, something else. I love that. Focusing on creating happiness in your own life is so important. And it's not something that other generations really focused on in the same way that we do, where we don't want to just be going to an office and not understanding how we're impacting the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. We want to kind of know what that looks like and and also be able to choose our own path where it's not constantly decided for us. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if... If there's someone listening that is in the position today of, I want to leave and I want to make this shift, what would you tell them the top two things that they could do to help them make that shift? I think the first thing I would do is just keep asking questions and follow your questions and, and, you know, whatever your way of processing is. For me, I would read books, take notes, look for themes, just absorb and ask questions and absorb network, talk to business owners, and just get a better understanding of what drives you by asking those questions of as many people and places um, as possible. And then as someone who does like to plan, uh, making that plan, you know, what is what is the bare minimum I can afford to take on? Or, you know, what does it look like if it takes me until June to do X? And just being ready for the quote unquote worst case scenario but then setting like some attainable goals for yourself so that you're not feeling terrible after one month if you're not bringing in that income. But uh, one of your episodes talked about like setting those goals, those three things you're going to do and staying consistent, but just having that plan in mind so you're not jumping in and then potentially feeling like a failure within the first month because that's just not fair to yourself. Well, and celebrate those milestones when you hit them because sometimes Ann and I talk about this not often on the show, but separately when we're we're sending messages back and forth that it's so easy to like hit that milestone and then just not really acknowledge it and move on to the next thing. And if you don't acknowledge those milestones in your journey, it's very hard to stay excited because you never really feel like you're accomplishing something. You feel like you're kind of constantly moving the bar. So like taking the time, the time to step back and allow yourself to be excited and happy that you hit that milestone and share it with someone that you know, or go out to a nice dinner or, you know, whatever that looks like for you, making sure that you're really recognizing that you are seeing success, even if it's small successes. Absolutely. I think I could use that advice more often than you'd realize because it's easy to be hard on yourself. Um, But like you said, even little wins when you can stop and pause and go, wow, that's really cool that they sent me that email saying like, that this rocked, that this work was amazing and, and I'm doing it. And you have to stop every so often and, and realize where you've come from, where, you know, even if it's a small step, it's a step. I love it. This was so great. 
I am here to be your cheerleader. Yeah, I thank just, you. You know, I just, I see what you've done in just such a short amount of time. And it's, it's so inspiring for so many people out there. And, you know, you, you, you had a good process and I'm sure you have your internal struggle, but from the outside looking in, I mean, you're doing it and you're doing it very successfully. And I think that's just a really big inspiration for everyone out there until next time. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Check out the show notes for our links and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you liked today's show, we'd greatly appreciate a review. See you next week.